Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Healthy Marriage Podcast, a podcast aimed at strengthening the most important asset of all families, the marriage. My name is Dr. Corey Gilbert, an author, university professor, licensed professional counselor, a life coach and researcher, and speaker on topics such as gender abuse, sexual ethics, trauma, and sexuality issues today. I will be your host. In this podcast, we will focus on strengthening marriages, encouraging families, and tools for practical living, such as how to have hard conversations with my kids about hard subject matters. I will demonstrate many of these with my own children via these podcasts. We are sponsored by the Healthy Marriage Inner Circle, a community of families, parents, and leaders that want to strengthen the family, and it all starts with marriages. Join in on the conversation in our free Facebook group at facebook.com groups slash the healthy marriage. Now let's get into this week's episode. Welcome back to the Healthy Marriage Podcast. This is Dr. Corey Gilbert with my son, Alex. Hello, I'm back. Yay, we're going to go through Chapter 2 of Preston Sprinkle's book, uh, Living in a Gray World. Um, chapter 2 is called, its title is, What Does the Bible Say About Marriage? A critical piece of this conversation is your definition of marriage. What's one of your takeaways of kind of some things he said at the, the seminar we went to and then reading this? He did, when he said, when he said what is marriage? like definition, he gave two definitions, two different definitions of marriage. One is two consenting consenting people, mm-hmm. and then he also then he gave two biologically separate gendered people, yes. yeah, biologically male and different. female, not yeah. male and male, not female and female, yeah. male and female. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to look at that. We're going to look at what does scripture say, and what does it not say, because you need to be careful with that. A lot of times... Our belief is founded on what we think Scripture says, not necessarily what it says. So we're going to kind of walk through, which is really, really, really important. What we'll actually find is a lot of the times there's things we believe that we really can't back up. So we need to be careful with that. Um, so our definition of marriage is important. So one of the first questions in here, um, many people say, if two people love each other and if they are not hurting anyone, then why is it wrong for them to get married? And so a lot of times as Christians, we're stuck there because we understand their love. We, we get that there's the emotion there, but we have to have something that guides us. And so in Scripture, we need to figure out what that definition of marriage is. If you believe the first one, consenting, then okay, there, there's, there's no argument here. We really can't. But if it's the second one, which is the two biologically different. Which is the true one. Uh, well, we need to decide that. So you're, you're already jumping That's there. It's my opinion. <laughs> but we're jumping there. We need to actually back up a second and go, so what does the Bible say? Um, and that's into the born this way argument as well. Uh, really important. So if two people love each other and they're not hurting anyone else, then why shouldn't they get married? Um, well, the biological piece is important. So for instance, we need to ask questions about God's purpose and design for gender difference, marriage, and sex. Uh, why has God created humans as two different biological sexes? That he did create us male and female. What was the purpose of that? Um, and then why has God created us male and female, and what does this have to do with sex and marriage? And so if it's just about pleasure, then in some sense we're kind of going, all right, what anything goes. But if it's about something bigger than that, procreation and family, it requires what? A male and female. Requires two biologically different people, which is exactly right. 
Um, the other thing is we need to be consistent. So we're going to, as we look through these scripture passages, are we consistent in our um, interpreting and take, or are we kind of like buffet, you know, taking pieces out and ignoring other pieces? That's going to be really, really critical. Um, in other words, two unmarried people shouldn't have sex before their creator has designed sex to take place within the covenant of marriage. So immediately we can look at that and see that sex was designed for only one context, which is within marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And so that eliminates a lot of the conversation right there because a lot of what's happening with straight or um, any you know, transgender, bisexual, gay, lesbian, it's sex outside of marriage. That's automatically, we can see, no, not intended in God's design, which is really important. What is this nature-nurture thing? Can you describe those two? It's confusing, I know. but Nature is just how you're born and God. Mm-hmm. And so how you're born as in? Burn. How you're born. <laughs> born, born as in um, biological. Yes, biology, male or female. Male, female, and all the nuances of that, right? Mm-hmm. And nurture is who you grow up with and your environment and these people around you. Mm-hmm. Which we've actually found it's that, that nurture part starts when you're at birth. Sorry, at birth. <laughs> at conception. In the womb. You grow up in the womb with a rough environment that affects that baby and then their future, which is really critical. So it's nature and nurture. Now that's part of the debate. Is it nature or nurture? It's been a huge argument in the psychological community, and it's it's both. Mm-hmm. It's there. We are born with certain predispositions, um, which gets into the argument of um, are we born this way, which is really important. So many think nature and nurture both play complex roles, which is really really critical. Now think about it this way: the Bible says that people are born with a sinful nature. So yes, we are. Even if we were born with something like a predisposition to something doesn't mean it's a good thing. So that's part of the, we need to be careful with that. Well, Justin Lee, this is a comment that that Preston Sprinkle quotes him on. We all have inborn tendencies to sin in any number of ways. If gay people's same-sex attractions were inborn, that wouldn't necessarily mean it's okay to act on them. And if we all agreed that gay sex is sinful, that wouldn't necessarily mean that same-sex attractions aren't inborn. Is it a sin? And... Does it have biological roots are two completely separate questions. Something can be a sin and can actually also have biological roots. Uh, We found that with alcoholism. There's a biological root to it that don't drink and you don't open that door. And that's an important one. What's God's design? Um, So when we look at marriage, Genesis 2, looking at marriage... (laughs) Uh, 2.24 says, that's why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. The two of them become one. Mm-hmm. It's the foundation of marriage. So that's an important starting point, if you will, to start in Genesis. And we're going to go look at the New Testament too. But the man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. So it mentions the man and the woman. The two, and it's too biologically different, but it doesn't emphasize it in this passage, it does later, um, then become one, and that becoming one is 
sex. Yeah. What does Jesus say on on it? Do you know? Read Matthew 19, 4 and 5 right there. Okay. He who created them from the beginning made them male and female, and said, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one in flesh. Yeah, become one flesh. And so Jesus quotes back to that, but he actually makes a distinction. Uh, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother, and the two shall become one flesh. May, he be, beginning made them male and female, emphasizing that, again, sex difference, which is really, really important, uh, which is different. Paul, in Ephesians 5, um, also kind of quotes the same thing and reemphasizes the same thing. The difference between Christ and the church is reflected in the difference between a husband and wife. Mm -hmm. So the difference. So we have got to look at that piece. This, there's a there's a theme there of even creation of differences, night and day, um, and all the all these differences in in the creation story. So to summing summing up this chapter, and this is just scratching the surface of some of these scriptures on marriage, uh, before it gets into some of these other ones. Um, Preston says the argument that if two people love each other and aren't hurting anyone, then they should get married isn't a very good argument. Like, when you look at marriage, that doesn't hold. Um, the second one, the assumption that since God makes people gay, they must be okay, is both scientifically naive and biblically wrong. And so the more we understand of biology is important and how God created us and what is his perfect design, even though we lived in a, we live in a, fallen world um, and then these last the marriage between Adam and Eve in Genesis 2 reveals aspects of God's design for all marriages and then Jesus and Paul quote Genesis 2 and assume that marriage should be between a man and a woman what does that what make what does that make you think about just kind of talking through that in the last just few minutes what are some thoughts uncomfortable uncomfortable yeah why is it uncomfortable? It's the topic you really don't like. Most people don't like talking about it unless yeah. they hear it on a daily basis. And here we're doing it on a podcast and on video. Yes. So it's on YouTube and it's out there on iTunes and Podbean Great. and everything else. Yeah, that. <laughs> Why is it so important? Because it, be, this topic, mm -hmm. because it's what God says. It's yeah. the Bible and he says that it, it says that the union between a man and a woman, not two men, not two women. I believe that it is wrong for two men or two women to get married. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. Yeah. And that's where... From what I've seen. Right, so that's where our opinion is one thing. Can we back it up with Scripture? And if we really look at Scripture, Scripture has our best interest at heart. Like, do we really believe that? That Scripture actually wants the best but a lot of times we look at, well, I'm not getting this, 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 and this. And so we feel deprived. God wants <clears throat> the best. We want the best for you as parents. And I actually think you as parents want the best for your kids. But we also sometimes get that messed up. We don't really understand what the best is. Because mm -hmm. it's not always just fun and games. Um, it might be some hard work or some hard times. Yeah, so then this topic becomes so important because it affects so many lives um, in terms of the future of their families and marriages and health. I think this absolutely affects people's mental health in great ways. 
but not the way of we've got to relieve the mental health stress by letting them do whatever they want. Um, but by lining, aligning that with what God wants to, you know, for them, for me, for you. So thanks for having this conversation with me. Um, and so you hear this a lot from me teaching when you come to my classes, when we, when I speak places, it was good for you to go hear Preston mm -hmm. and do some of this, you know, explain some of this as well. What stank was stunk, stank, <laughs> um, English, um, was that it was not like there was probably 30 40 people there it was like not very many people yeah we need to get more people because this is a top this, this is a topic that people are uncomfortable with and yeah. people need to actually approach this not issue but this people to be loved yes yeah this topic yeah yeah biblically mm -hmm. carefully gently lovely lovingly <laughs> sure yeah that's what we need to do mm-hmm and so as we get into this next one, chapter 3 is going to talk about the passages in, scri in Scripture that talk about homosexuality, which are really messy and really hard to, to understand and wrestle with. We tend to read them and move on, but it's not that simple. So we're going to talk through that um, as Alex wakes up here. <laughs> so thanks for doing this. See you in the next episode. All right. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Healthy Marriage Podcast. I hope these become valuable resources full of encouragement and challenges as you lead your family well and with confidence, and definitely not alone. Find out more about all that we do at HealingLives.com. I want to see your family, and specifically your marriage, thrive. Thank you to our sponsor, the Healthy Marriage Inner Circle. And to access my new best-selling book for parents, go to ICan'tSayThat.com to purchase and receive the audiobook for free. It's an honor to serve.